You ready? <laughs> We're so good. Everybody's here today. Good morning, everybody. We're so glad you're here today. Look good. Crowd looks good today. We're so thankful for everybody that's here. Welcome our online viewers and podcast listeners. Today is the day of salvation. If you don't know Jesus, today is the day to make him your Lord and Savior. You come to him just as you are. He would take you just as you are. He don't want you to try to change anything. Just come to him as you are, and then he will take you and love you, and then his word will, will cleanse you and wash you and make you like he wants you to be, but he will do the changing. So just come to Jesus as you are today. Okay, we're going to open in prayer. Sister Heather, would you? Father, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you for opening our eyes this morning. Thank you for giving us breath and another day, Lord, to proclaim your love and your glory, Father. We just ask that you will be amongst us today, Father. Let your the fire, Holy Ghost fire, uh, just blow through this place today, Father. Touch every heart and mind that is in this place today, Father. We give you glory, praise, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. So we're praying the Lord to send his power and send his spirit down today and just flow through us and just have his way in this service today in Jesus' name. Send it on down. Send it on down. Lord, let your Holy Ghost come on down. Send it on down, send it on down. Lord, let your Holy Ghost come on down. Send it on down, send it on down. Lord, let your Holy Ghost come on down. Send it on down, send it on down. Lord, let your Holy Ghost come on down. Living, He loved me. Dying, He saved me. Buried, He carried my sin far away rising he justified freed me forever one day he's coming what a glorious day living he loved me dying he saved me buried he carried my sin far away rising he justified freed me forever one day he's coming what a glorious day send it on down send it on down Lord, let your Holy Ghost come on down. Send it on down. Send it on down. Lord, let your Holy Ghost come on down. Oh, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. I'm going to praise His name. Day is just the same. Come help me praise him. Look what the Lord has done. Oh, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body, He touched my mind, He saved me just in time. I'm going to praise him. Each day is just the same. Come help me praise Him. Look what the Lord has done. And what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that flow 
nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Look what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me. Just in time, I'm gonna praise His name. Hallelujah. Each day is just the same. Come help me praise Him. Look what the Lord has done. Come help me praise Him. Look what the Lord has done. Come help me praise Him. Look what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. Has he done anything for you? Hallelujah. Save your soul and deliver you and set you free. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for us, Lord, for your blessings. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to do Let Revival Come. We haven't practiced it, but it's been a while, but we're, we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> you ready, brother?
us and our attitude and where we are with God whenever we pray for revival. You know, we're going to raise the hallelujah, you know, in the middle of situations, the middle of life's trials and troubles. You know, you raise the hallelujah and put God in his place so he can fight our battles. So we're going to raise the hallelujah today. Thank you, Jesus. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemy. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. Sing a little louder. 
of my enemies. Sing a little louder, louder than the unbelief. Sing a little louder, my weapon is a melody. Sing a little louder, heaven comes to fight for me. I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm. Thank God that we're going to see a victory. The battle may be raging, but with victory is ours because we claim it in Jesus' name and we know who fights our battles. The Lord fights for us. If He fights for us, we're going to be victorious. Hallelujah.
praise you, Jesus. Praise you. You know, when Daniel prayed, you know, and the Lord said uh, it took 21 days for the for the angels to get through all the forces of, 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 of the devil raged in hell. It, he took 21 days to get through, but God said, I heard you on the first day. But he had to fight through. So sometimes the longer we have to wait, we know there's a greater victory. So we know that God is on the way. He's answering our prayers. He's faithful, and he's a true God. Thank you, Jesus. And we fight our battles on our knees. That's where we fight those battles. We let God do the fighting for us. Hallelujah.
fear You can't stay here Look where I'm standing in your love Bye-bye fear You can't stay here Look where I'm standing in your love Bye-bye fear You can't stay here Look where I'm standing in your love And this is how I fight my
beg and meet your every need. And if you need something from him, he's here to surround you and just to, to cover you with his presence and his power and his spirit today. Give the Lord a big hand clap today. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, church. I believe you can do better. Stand back up. Amen. Let's give God the glory and the honor he deserves. Amen. If we can get all excited about ball games and first one thing and another, we ought to be able to get excited about our Lord of Lord and King of Kings this morning. Amen. And let me tell you something about him this morning. He won't let you down, Brother Ricky. Amen. He ain't going to have no trouble hitting three-pointers. Amen. He ain't going to have no trouble shooting free throws. Amen. So what have you got your confidence in this morning? You know, church, I, let me just tell you this. Stuff like that used to bother me, Brother Ricky. I mean, big time. Bother me. I'd lay in bed of night after something like that, and I would think, now what could they have done different? You know, and when I was coaching junior pro basketball, and I would do the same thing. We'd lose the ball game. I'd go home and lay in the bed and think, now, what could we have done different? What could I have done different to win, won, won that ball game? But we'll think about things like that and not even have a second thought about what we're supposed to be doing for God. Amen? We'll fail him day after day and go to bed of the night and just sleep like a baby and not even worry about it. But, you know, I was just reading something, and y'all get tired of I know, hearing me saying I was just reading something. But I was just reading something about how we should supposed to be, have honor and respect and do what we're supposed to do for the work of God. You know, and, and what I was reading was talking about not only for Amen. Also our daily work. Here we go again. For our daily work. You know, you lot of you say, well, I don't like my job, I don't want to do, do this, I don't do that, I, I don't like my balls, I want but what are if you're in that situation and you're not doing what, and you, you know, I'm going to just drag my feet. You know, I'll just do whatever I'll, you know, if, if, you know I'll do what I've got to do to get by, and then if it's any more than that, they're going to have to come tell me what I need to do. You know, what is that showing as you as a Christian? Amen. And this book, this chapter I was in, this book was talking about that. You know, we honor God by the way we daily walk. 
And what reflection are we showing towards the Christian if we're not doing what we're supposed to do and above of what we're supposed to do? I know it's hard sometimes to be all smiles on your job, but still you've got to remember what you're doing is reflecting you as a Christian and the church, amen, as a, and the church and Christ, amen. Well, if that's, if that's what they call a Christian, I don't want nothing to do with it. You know, if we can't have it our way all the time, so we've got to still be able to stand up right the way we're supposed to and, and, and show the love of God and his goodness and his mercy wherever we're at. So I'm just thankful that we're serving a God that will not let us down. His promises is yea and amen. So we've got to realize that, you know. He, 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 what have you got your trust in? Amen. Where have you put your confidence in? If it's not in Jesus Christ, you're Lord of Lord and King of Kings, and you're in trouble. Because anybody down here that's in flesh is walking up on this, on this earth is going to let you down sooner or later. Amen. Whether it's your husband, your wife, your brother, sister, your best friend, or whoever, they will let you down sooner or later. Amen. May not want to, or, or, or going, uh, expecting to do it, but th it happens. Because we are a limited people for what we can do, especially without Christ within us. Amen. So I just love God this morning and just thankful that I know who he is and what he can do. Amen. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. We're going we're gonna to get right into the message here in just in a few seconds. Amen. We want to go to prayer before we have Brother Keith come up here. He's supposed to do it Wednesday night, so I said, well, Let's let you do Sunday morning. Let's try to keep the rotation going. Amen. But anyway, uh, remember Sister Donna, Sister Candace, Brother Philip and the family as we've lost Sister Betty this past week. And, uh, of course, we know she is in a great place this morning. Amen. She has got her reward, what she has worked for all these years. She has found it. Amen. And that's, that's, you know, you don't want to lose anybody. But when you know where somebody has gone, for a fact, without a doubt in your mind, we ought to all be rejoicing that she's, got, she's made it. Amen. She's graduated to heaven. Amen. Praise the Lord this morning. So we just remember the family, give them peace and comfort this morning. And, uh, and uh, they know, they know where she's at. She's just got a head start on the rest of us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Anybody else got a request real quick this morning? Okay. Remember Brother Stroud Rickard just lost his wife. And uh, we believe God can give him some peace and comfort. Amen. that God's going to take care of that amen anybody else yes Spencer okay no no God's got that little fella amen he's going to be okay and you're going to you know he's, they're worried about it because he's not talking yet yeah, I believe we ain't been going to be long. We're going to be having to tell him to be quiet. <laughs> Amen. 
Come on. Amen. When he gets ready to say something, he may not ever shut up. Amen. Amen. I had a cousin uh, probably three or four years younger than me, and we had moved by them when he was just a toddler, and he never had begun to talk. And uh, my mom was the one got him talking. And uh, until he passed away a few years ago, he hadn't ever shut up. So this little fellow, he's going to talk. Amen. He's going to talk. I believe that. Amen. Anybody else? Yes, he does. Brother Brian. Okay. Amen. Still remember Devin and uh, the little fella done broke one cast off and uh, he got another and, and I, I told Kristen and uh, I won't be on there for long. He, he's doing good. Amen. Just going to have to pray that he gets the daredevil out of him. Amen. He's wanting to fly or something, nothing. Amen. But we believe God's going to take care of him, and he's going to be for long back up here doing his thing for us, worshiping God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's stand one more time. Praise the Lord. Brother Brian, come and lead us in these prayers for these this evening, this morning. Our gracious Father, we lift up all these requests that have come on our hearts, Lord. There is no one greater than you as our physician, our healer and sustainer in life, Lord. And we ask that each one of these, have, Lord, uh, to continue to lay their faith upon you. And, Lord, that they share uh, the concerns that they have. Lord, we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would give them the comfort and the recognition that they truly, as they lean upon a great and holy God that you are, that they can receive their healing, they can receive strength. And most of all, Father, they would continue to have comfort and peace in their lives. Lord, as a church body, we lift up all of those uh, that are not here today, Lord, with us, whether it be sickness or illness or whatever the situation may be. Lord, we ask that you would be moving in their hearts, that they would truly soon come and be back in fellowship with us in this house, Lord. And today, as we share the word, Lord, we give you the honor and the glory and praise for all that you do for us and the many blessings you place in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Brother Jason, this thing is starting to crack or something. You may have to turn it down just a little or something going on with it. Amen. That's better. Okay. Brother Keith, come on and bless us this morning. And just thankful for all the family that's with us this morning from him. And brother, don't disappoint him. <laughs> okay. Now I'm going to put no pressure on you. God. You know, if I had a pair of ruby red slippers, I'd have them on right now. I'd be going, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. Because I've been in Dawson a couple times preaching, and there's no place like home. I know that you know me. 
still act like you love me. So that's a blessing. I know you. I love you. I know who's who. I know those are the troublemakers. They're not even looking. These are the amen, hallelujahs. Back there are the timekeepers. So I got this place figured out. Glad to be home. If you will, turn with me to Luke chapter 4. chapter 4 verse 16 now I want to tell you right off the bat even though Jesus died on the cross for me and you we're going to hear about that in Easter when I read this text, something about it brought tears to my eyes for the first couple of times. So if I become a bub an idiot up here in a little bit, just bear with me because I don't know what it is. But it's about the love that comes off this page of what God sent Jesus to do. My message this morning and the songs were a confirmation. Angie's post was a confirmation is comfort in the battle. And speaking of Jesus... And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And his custom was he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Esaias. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Esaias is also another name for Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised. And to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. And if you will go on down, you will see people saying, Is this not the son of Joseph? you'll go on down you'll see where Jesus says a prophet is not honored in his own country I bring that up to you to say this this morning you will always have a hater you will always have a doubter in your life and it's normally the people that are the closest in your life these were the people of Jesus and they still doubted him and I started here because I wanted to have just a little bit of a Bible lesson on Sunday morning if that's okay because we shouldn't always take a minister's word on what's in the Bible I wanted you to see a prophecy fulfilled from the Old Testament to the New Testament so if you will go to Isaiah 61 
very first verse. Because there is more to the prophecy. And there's the verse that I want to get to where I want to preach from. I talked to a young lady in the church, and she gave me the idea of talking about hard times. And I frequent Golden Glaze, and I saw <laughs> I saw this Bible verse on somebody's chest. So I went home and read it, and I thought, well, this can't be a coincidence. So I prayed and prayed, and God gave me this message. But I will repeat the prophecy that was spoken according to what I found 700 years before Jesus read it in the synagogue. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. I want to stop right there. That's where Jesus stopped in the synagogue. That is not a literal year. The acceptable year of the Lord is the time we have to accept God's grace and mercy and redemption. And it is a small window of time, and it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Then he's here to proclaim the day of vengeance of our God. Will you pull up 2 Thessalonians, please? And to you our trouble rest with us when the Lord Jesus, uh, Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. In flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord, from the glory of his power. Can you imagine being completely cut off from God and the destruction it's bringing with him if you do not have Jesus as your Savior? In the last sentence in verse 2, to comfort all that mourn. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I love you and I praise you, Father. And I ask right now, God, you just get me out of the way. I ask you open hearts, open ears. That you just anoint the message, Father. And if there is someone here today that is not saved, if there is someone here that is backslidden, God, right now, Lord, I just ask that you work on them. If there's anybody here broken hearted, Father, just touch them right now. Watch over us and protect us. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. There's two things I want to point out, first of all. When it comes in battle and being comforted. Number one, remember who you serve. The Bible says he is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the first, and the last. The Bible says he has the key to death, the key to hell. There is no God beside him. He is the author, the finisher of our faith. He was there from the beginning. He's going to be there when it all closes out. Amen? He knows it all. He knows before you went through it. He knows what we're going to go through. 
He's seen it all. And if you serve Jesus, you should have no worries. Because he told us, I have conquered the world. Be of good cheer. You will have tribulations. But I conquered the world. Well, if he conquered the world, and he is our Savior, we have nothing to worry about. See, a lot of us, a lot of us let the devil bully us. A lot of us don't have attitude. A lot of us let the devil remind us of the past or the future or your financial situation or your divorce or the affair or anything that he can use against you. And all we have to do is look at him and say, devil, flee. We have a life of victory, not a life of defeat. But yet so many people are scared to look the devil in the eye and run him off. You know, Christians are supposed to be humble. But there comes a point in time where you have to stick your chest out and say enough's enough. My daughter, I love her to death. But she has an attitude. And I know when to shut up. Now, I walked into her room one day. She was struggling opening a jar. Me being the nice person that I am, I said, you need a man to do that for you? <laughs> she said, yeah, go find us one. <laughs> yeah. Humble. But straightforward. I knew she wasn't in the mood to be messed with that day. And I say that to say this. The devil needs to know you're not in the mood to be messed with. I'm still proud of you. She's at home watching. We have been given authority. In Matthew 16, 19, it says this. I will give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth, is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. What's that mean? I'm going to brother Keith it for you. If you forbid something, it's forbidden. If you allow it, it's allowed. It's that simple. Through the name of Jesus Christ. That key is a badge of power. When I give you the keys to the kingdom, you have power. It's time for some attitude. Number two thing I want you to know. When you signed up for Christianity, you signed up for war. I heard Brother Rick Clendenin say, we're on a warship, not a cruise ship. I thought that was cool. We're not here just to cruise on through life. If you signed up to be a Christian, it's time to put your boots on and go to battle. We will have sorrows. Isaiah 53 and 3 says this. Jesus had sorrows. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Jesus went through sorrow when he was here in the flesh. We are going to go through 
sorrow and hurt while we're here in the flesh, till we get our new body and are in heaven. See, when you want to endure the fight that we're in, you have to always be in total preparation. Always. What's total preparation? That's prayer. That's your Bible. That's fasting. That's seeking God. That's show me something, God. Reveal something to me, God. See, a boxer, a boxer has months to get ready for a fight. When he signs a contract, he's probably got four, five, six months to train and get ready. You know how long we got to get ready? Our next battle could be in five seconds. You're one phone call away. You're one text away. You're one knock at the door away from being in your next battle. You have to always be in preparation. And if you're not spiritually prepared for your next battle, you're going to be hurt. I'll give you an example of an unexpected battle. Fourth of July, 2020. My son. You know what happened on July the 5th, 2020? I still watch the video. This altar was filled from that end to that end, and people were in battle. And I was in battle at a hotel room with uh, Vanderbilt in the hospital. You know what? We won that battle. See, there is what they call the said principle in exercising, and there's also the overload principle. The said principle is this. You get better at what you train because you make a demand on that part. So if you train your heart and your brain with the word, guess what's going to get stronger? There's also the overload principle. And I think that's what Jesus does to us. He puts a weight on you to where he has to spot you because he knows you can't carry it on your own. But after you get stronger, he can take his hands off of you. And you're a little bit stronger. That's what being in the valley does. We don't get stronger on the mountaintops. We get stronger in the valleys. Amen? Bible says, but he that will endure to the end, he shall be saved. So remember, who you serve, realize you're in a war and you have to always be ready for battle. Chapter 61, verse 3. And to point unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. This is the shirt I saw of a lady. She had a beauty for ashes. Beauty for ashes. It's a pretty shirt. It's a pretty verse. Now, when I read my Bible, I'll start off, reveal something to me, reveal something to me. When you look at that, I'm going to give them beauty for ashes, joy for mourning, a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I'm here to tell you today, that can be done. 
But I'm also here to tell you today this. Jesus isn't going to do all the work. You know, when you go buy something, I'll give you $4 for a gallon of gas. It's a trade. When you come to this altar and you bring your ashes, then he will give you your beauty. He's not just going to come to you and say, hey, let's swap out. It's 50-50. See, these altars, they're a place for an encounter with God. And I know people say, well, I can have my altar at the house, or I can have my altar wherever. God wants glory. Amen? God wants glory. So, yeah, you can do it in the privacy of your house. But God also said this, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father in heaven. See, the problem is this. A lot of times people will bring, you know, ashes are ruins that are just left over from something that existed before. And what they'll do is, They'll bring their ruins, lay them at the altar and think, it's over, it's over. Then they'll take them back to their seat. And sometimes it's that way with a conversion. Lord, I give my heart to you. They go back to their seat, but when they go back out in the world, they're not living like a Christian. It has to be a 50-50 swap you don't completely give yourself or your problems to God it's not going to work it's not a magic trick you have to have the faith to believe when you come up here and lay that problem here it's going to stay there it was a pretty shirt ashes to beauty is a pretty statement but guess what it's not a pretty process Jesus can do a miracle if he wants to. But most time when you've ruined your life, when you've messed up, when you come to the altar and you do what you're supposed to do, there's a process. And it's not overnight. And a lot of times people give up during the process. It's not easy. You want to go back from ashes to beauty, you have to be in it for the long haul and realize you've got your work cut out for you. That spirit of heaviness, none of us should be carrying any weight on our own. Jesus Christ bears that load with you. Brothers, your sisters, if you have a problem, you should find one of those one of those, and say, I need help. The spirit of heaviness should never be in Grace Warehouse Church. There are too many people here willing to help. The last part of verse 3 is this. He'll swap all three of those for this. That they might be called trees of righteousness, 
the planning of the Lord that he might be glorified. He wants to make us better. He wants to make us stronger, like I said before, for his glory. I have a vision. You know, the Bible says where there is no vision, the people perish. I want to speak a vision into existence. Sometime this year, I see this all the way down to there filled with people. Will somebody else claim that with me? I want them giving their life to God. I want them to leave addiction, sickness, disease, and hurt at the altar and do it 100% completely the right way. Not halfway, get up, take it home with them. Amen? I'm going to close with a familiar story, but I'm not going to go through it all. But There are just some highlights in it that I saw when I read that I never picked up on before. Like I said, when I read my Bible, I'll always say, God, show me something new. And it is a story of David and Goliath. Now, David was just out taking cheese, corn, and bread to the army, to his brothers. But when he got there, they told him about this giant and what he had challenged them for. What he said was this. Who is this Philistine think he is defying our God? See, he had the attitude. When somebody defies your God, do you have the attitude? See, I told you, we grow in the valley. If you'll read those verses, it says, the army of Israel was on one mountainside. The army of the Philistines was on the other mountainside. When David fought him, where'd they meet at? In the valley. David said this, You come to me with a sword, a spear, and a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. And who won that battle? David. And you know what he said before that? This whole assembly will know this is the Lord's battle. And when he won it, he took his own sword and chopped off his head to claim victory. And when that happened, the Philistines ran. You know who chased them then? The Israel army. And I say that to say this. They chased them because they were backpedaling. And a lot of Christians in this room this morning are backpedaling. When you should be moving forward, facing uh, the devil head on in the name of Jesus Christ. Beauty for ashes is work, but in the name of Jesus Christ it can be done. You should not take any lip off Satan. when I prepared this it was in two days three days I'm sorry 
Because what I had prepared for Wednesday, I thought it's not going to cut it for Sunday. Because like Wednesday night was more of a lesson. But I really feel people in this church are still hurting. In Luke, it said they are bruised. Well, bruised is when you take a hit, and we got hit. But you know, it's time to come to the altar, lay the hurt down. We'll never forget. But you know what? We march on, we fight on, and we preach the word of God. I am ready for altars to be filled. I'm ready for conversions to happen. I'm ready for healings to happen. The last Sunday night when this was lined up, wasn't that awesome? There was only one thing that I didn't like. There's no more new conversions. It's all us. And we're the backbone. And I'm not ashamed of that whatsoever. But we are to be going out and witnessing and making disciples of all nations, even in our own backyard. That's the only thing. That was beautiful. But somebody could have got converted. You know, the Bible says angels rejoice more over one being saved than 99 that don't need to be saved. If you got Jesus, you got it all. You can take him up on all of those offers. But I want to leave you with this story about having it all. Peter and John were walking by the gate called Beautiful. And there was a beggar there. And the beggar wanted money. Peter said, silver and gold, don't have it. Let me tell you what I got. I got Jesus. He stuck his hand out. And guess what he did? He got up and walked. All we need is Jesus. Amen. Sister Candace will come and play. We'll have prayer. If anybody wants to come to the altar, swap out your ashes for beauty. Just pray about anything. We'll just take a few minutes, and then I'll turn it back over to Brother Sammy. All you need is Jesus, brothers and sisters. I pray today if you're lost, and you don't know Jesus, don't leave here. At least not talking to somebody. Because I can tell you this. You may not make it home. That sounds bad, I know. That's just life. Lost people in a tornado. Didn't see that coming. There's never tomorrow that there's never a tomorrow that is promised. Five seconds from now, I told you, could be your next battle. Ten seconds from now could be your next battle. And the battle could be for your soul right here. Don't let the devil have your soul. If you backslidden, if you're sinning, if you've been a Christian and you backslidden, you know if you're right or you're wrong with God. Sin 
will separate you from God. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be separated from God. When that day comes to Thessalonians, where it's all sealed and done, we have no access to Jesus. Of all the hard times I've had that I've had to go to Jesus, if I did not have that, I would have been ruined. We have access to Jesus now. All you have to do is come to this altar. Somebody will pray with you. Somebody will answer any questions. Or if you just have a problem at home, you want prayer. Or if you just want to do it by yourself. Some people like to pray by themselves. However you want to do it. But God's in the room. God was in the place when praise and worship was going on. And he's here today. I'm just saying. Beauty for ashes is sitting up here. And eternity in heaven is sitting up here. Jesus done paid the price. That's the sad part. Somebody else paid the price for mine and your sin. It's good for us, but it was bad for Jesus. But now he sits at the right hand of the Father. And there's a day coming where he comes and gets and anybody else that's saved in this room. So right now, you'll close your eyes and pray. And if you want to come up front, I'll be up here. Or if you want to talk to somebody else. But right now, just listen to your heart. If you feel like running out the door or running up here, you should probably run up here. As she plays, we should bow our head and pray. a battle come up here this morning and I believe you've overcome and I will lift my song up praise for what you've done this is how I fight my battles and this is how I fight my battles and this is how I fight my battles
one salvation anymore. Come on. Any more rededications? Come on. spirit of heaviness today if you're lost just the one that's addicted, the family gets hurt too. Just to pull that in. 